Welcome to Retain FM. In this episode, Pete looks at why product and service alignment is key to attracting the right level of clients for your agency, and how to use your own marketing to filter those clients out from those that might not be a great fit. Hello and welcome to this episode of Retain FM. I am your host, Pete. And before we get into today's topic, while you have your device in your hand, please make sure you hit that like or subscribe button. Regardless of whether you're listening to the audio version of this podcast or watching the video version, it is really important to me to know that this content is getting into the hands, the eyes, the ears of the right people. So if you are a digital agency owner and you are trying to base your business on recurring revenue or even just trying to start that journey and build recurring revenue into your business, this is the show for you. So make sure you hit that like or subscribe button. Today, we're going to be talking about how it's important to be easy but firm with who and how you work with clients. Now, Let me just unpack that a little bit. So to begin with, as an agency, it is up to us to accept responsibility for the quality of the leads that come through our doors. If you are spending your time with lots of phone calls with prospective clients, none of whom whom seem to be a good fit for you, and essentially you just come off calls feeling like you've wasted your time, I'm sorry to say this to you, but it is kind of up to you that you have let it get that far before taking any sort of averting action. So how do we avoid this? Well, firstly, it is imperative that we have defined products and services because that is key to aligning ourselves with the right types of clients and being firm with that structure so that if a client doesn't fit what you do, then you say no. And and really, that's as blunt as I need to be with, with that point. The second thing is to have a clear marketing process that guides clients through, uh, through particular gates, through particular uh, pieces of information, and therefore um, doesn't helps you filter out clients that aren't right for you. And ultimately, what that's really trying to do is just save everybody's time. Because it's not only a waste of your time if um, you know, if you interview a client or have a call with a client that isn't the right fit, you're also wasting their time. Now, caveat to this second point is ultimately you you will probably never get this to be a hundred percent right unless you go down a fully productized service route. Um, but actually, that's kind of the right place to be in. Where you're getting this right 80% of the time means that you're at the point where you're starting to push the boundaries with it. If you start to get this right 100% of the time, then you've kind of got to ask yourself, well, how much am I leaving behind? What What's being left on the table that, I, that I'm not exploring? Now, of course, if you're getting 100% success rate and you're busy enough and your business is growing and going into the direction that you want it to be, that's absolutely fine too. But all I'm saying is that 100% success rate isn't always the the best place to be. We've all been there where we've, you know, been briefed on a project and somebody said, so how much is that going to cost? And we've plucked a figure out of thin air or we've done our maths and said, hey, that's going to be 10 grand. And the client said, oh, great. I thought you were going to say it was going to be like 35. Yeah, where do I sign? And you think, oh, crap. Why Why did I say that? Why didn't I say a little bit more? That's what I'm talking about. If you're not getting it, 
if you are getting it right 100% of the time, if you're not losing some, then that's kind of an indication that you're you're not pushing the boundaries hard enough and you could potentially be finding more clients in other places. So having defined products and services, look, this is this is key, but it should be quite simple and quite straightforward. The problem is that I find with a lot of the agencies that I coach is that saying no to a client is dead easy when you have money coming through. And what a lot of my coaching clients have been guilty of is when they don't have money coming through is blurring the lines around what they're prepared to do. And in turn, that means that they have this like product, um, or this service offering or this product offering that is so complicated and so wide and isn't really defined. And well, we do a bit of this and we do a bit of that. And we, we did this once for somebody and it kind of worked okay. But actually, if we're going to do it again, we might do it a little bit differently. No, if you're going to grow a business that's going to be scalable and sellable, you have to be defined in what you do and to an extent who you do it for. So if we take my agency as an example, we have three very clear things that we do. Firstly, we build WordPress websites. Now, we don't go as far as saying that they're lead gen or e-commerce. We do do both. Um, but they are WordPress websites. If you're not looking for a WordPress website, then you're not coming to the to the right place. The second thing we do is we build Laravel applications. So, okay, if you're not looking for a WordPress website, but you are looking for a Laravel application, then we will we will still talk to you. Um, and with both of those products, we will look at integrating them into other solutions, other pieces of software, backend management systems, that kind of thing. Yeah, CRMs, all that kind of stuff. And then the third thing we do is we then help our clients market their websites or their web applications through SEO and PPC. That is all we do. If you if you want a Squarespace website, I'm not the person for you. If you want a Wix website, I'm not the person for you. If you want a Joomla website, I'm not the person for you. If you want a, an application built on, I don't know, C Sharp, we're not the people for you. They are the things that we do. We do them exceptionally well because we have made sure that we do. Because that, that's why I will only sell things that I know that we can achieve and we can achieve a particular standard in. And we go from there. Likewise with SEO and digital marketing, as I say, we do SEO and we do pay-per-click. And pay-per-click, we really only do Google ads and Facebook ads. So, well, and Instagram. So, again, that is our product offering. I can list it in three fingers on my hand. And when somebody says, what do you do? That's that's what I say. I even put that in a Facebook group a couple of weeks ago and somebody came in and said, hey, I really like that. Can I steal it? And as they're based in a different country and we don't have um, competing clients, I said, yeah, sure, that's not a problem. So that's defining what you do. And if you can't get that far, stop right now. Once you've hit that like or subscribe button, stop right now and think about what it is you do. Really, that's what it is that you want to do. And if you are building a business that's going to scale, that I've learned from experience, is actually what is it that you want to manage people in doing? Because as a business grows, as the business owner, your job will become far less tactical and far more managerial. 
and probably sales. So that's, again, as I say, stop this podcast right now and figure out what it is you want to do. Once you've done that, who are you going to do it for? Now, my agency isn't niched into a particular a particular vertical, particularly. We generally work with UK and US-based clients, and most of them have a need that is beyond kind of basic WordPress functionality. Anything to do with Laravel applications, their custom applications, that's, that's kind of complicated stuff anyway, or people wanting to do things in a, a, a way that fits their workflow. So that kind of takes care of itself. When it comes to the WordPress stuff, we do do lead gen, we do do e-commerce, as I mentioned before. So we haven't really sort of niched down there. However, over the the course of the eight or nine years that we've been running at the agency, it is clear that we do get particularly good results with third sector clients. We get particularly good results with education clients. And we get particularly good results with uh, retail clients, particularly those that are based on... um, sort of regional uh, regional kind of levels. We work with people like regional tiling companies and regional um, uh, telecoms companies and people like that. So maybe slightly bigger than people operating in just a town, but people maybe not having national kind of coverage. So again, we haven't put um, sort of limits on the sectors that we were working in there, but that is kind of the level of client that we're looking at, regional or, or bigger. So again, what what do we what are we doing? We do these three things, and who do we do it for? Well, the people we do it for, their businesses kind of look like this, one or two or three guises of this. With that, we can then put together a marketing funnel that attracts more to the point, weeds out people that don't fit into those those um those silos, essentially. And this is where having a funnel mentality really works with your, really helps with your marketing. And now we're really moving on to point two of this podcast, which was how does your marketing fit in with what you do and who you do it for? So to begin with, and this kind of goes to the, the, the sort of 80-20 rule that we were talking about earlier, the 80-100 rule we were talking about earlier, which is the first thing to do with your uh, with your own marketing funnel for your own agency is cast the net as wide as you can within that group of people that sit in the who do you do it for category now that that means that some of them will not be a perfect fit for your business but that is fine the purpose is of your marketing is then to guide the 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 prospective client through a process that will weed out some of those people before they ever land on your desk and before you ever land on theirs. That is the point of guided marketing. I was at ATL 2022 last year, and Daniel Priestley was there from Scorecard app, or Score app, and he's written a book called Scorecard Marketing, and this is a brilliant outwork of what of, of how this principle works. Essentially, you give your, uh, you know, you, it's an app that you can put on your website, you can send a user through a quiz, and depending on the score they get, they're either a great fit for you, and, and off you go, they're a possible fit for you, which you might want to consider, but they might not be right, and or they're not a good fit, and they go off somewhere else. And that is very much the user segmenting themselves so that they can, uh, so that you don't have to. Basically, that that's kind of the that's kind of the crux of it. 
Score app, Scorecard Marketing is the book. By all means, I'd fully recommend you go and um, uh, and check them out. Daniel's a great guy, and I met him and had a chat with him at ATL. Uh, yeah, fantastic. So th- that's the mentality that you need. Um, how you do that, as I say, is you find the lowest common denominator and cast your net as wide as you can, and then have processes in place for narrowing down that group of people. So what can these processes what can these gates be the most obvious one is one is to have forms on your website and actually to have conditional logic within those forms so that if certain things are answered then maybe they get sent to a not quite right page or uh, you know the there's a message that goes back that says don't think we're going to be a good fit for this uh try x y or z or even we don't think we're a good fit for this what you're really looking for is that uh, that's that's the first thing. But that can be very impersonal. And of course, you can get false positives with that. You can just get people that answer the wrong thing in a form. And actually, they could have been a good fit. And they, you know, at the end of the day, they it's not up to the client to speak our language. You know, when you go to the mechanic, you don't need to know a lot about cars. What you need to know is what it is you want the ultimate goal to be with your visit that day and that the mechanic gets on with it same kind of thing here it's not up to the client to understand our vocabulary we need to explain things and guide them through this process in a way that is clear to them so forms can get false positives the next thing is calls by all means schedule a call but don't go and if your process is to go from cold lead to an hour or two hours discovery session for free in order to see whether you're a good fit or not, I would probably encourage you that you might be missing a step there, which is, by all means, schedule a call. But that call will be 20 minutes. And in that 20 minutes, what we're going to find out is what you're trying to achieve, who you are, and whether we can help you or not. And if the answer to that is yes, then what we'll do is we'll schedule another call where we'll go into far more detail about what it is you're looking for and how we can help you. But I don't, I don't want to sit here for hours talking to people if we're going to agree that we're not the right fit for people. At SEO Hive, we do exactly that. You can schedule, there it's a 30-minute call, but you can schedule a 30-minute call with us to see if we're a good fit. And that is it. Um, we, you know, if you want to just talk strategy, you want to look at uh, samples of content, you want to do whatever it is after that, by all means, we can figure that out. But the purpose of this call is to see if we're a good fit. So that is probably a good step. If you're not doing any of this, that would be the first action point I would probably encourage you to do if we were coaching each other or if I was coaching you and we were working together. The next thing after the call would then be to start including some money into this. Generally speaking, you know, this is a well-known kind of marketing sort of uh, mentality. If you can get somebody to pay you, then they're far more likely to be committed to the process and then to to move on to the next step. And we all know that the easiest people to sell to are people that we've already sold to. So make sure that you're, you the next step that you have is a discovery process and that that isn't free. That actually, you know, we want to get to the, to the crux of this. We need to put a specification in place. We can provide that for you, but it is a paid service. The, the charge is X. And if you're working with me in my agency, you know what? If you then place the project with us, we'll knock the we'll knock the value of the discovery off that. But actually, at the end of the discovery, if you know if we're not ha- all happy working together, the discovery documents are yours. You've paid for them. You can then take them and, and take them elsewhere. So have a have a process for that. And if that doesn't feel comfortable, just practice it. 
That's all it takes. Because again, the client is expecting you to guide them through this. Don't get to the end of the 20 minute call and say, oh, well, yeah, I, I don't really know what to do next. So um, I'll tell you what, I'll go away and think about it. And I'll come back to you. No, when you get to the end of that call, that 20 minute call, if the client is a good fit, then you know what the next step is. This is the next step. This is how we go about it. Do you want to, do you want to book it in? If so, these are the details I need and let's schedule a call. Happy days. Once you've done an onboarding, uh, once you've done a, a discovery process and then you have a quote out for a real life project or a retainer, then you, you know, you may then have an onboarding process. That is another point where you can start filtering out clients. If all of a sudden you're getting onboarding information where, you know, you're finding that actually they're trying to integrate with, um, I don't know, different CRM software that you're not used to using or they want to use a different version of analytics or they have their own host and it's a host you've never heard of and you don't really want to work with it that's fine if that's the that's a red flag to you that a client isn't a good fit it's another point that you can pull the plug and say ah well actually unless we can do it this way then we're not going to be able to complete this project for you so actually I've got some people over here that I would recommend and then lastly, you might want to consider having some gated products. As I said earlier, you know, we build web uh, WordPress websites and Laravel applications, and then we help our clients market them through SEO and PPC. So if a client comes to us and says, well, I've already got a WordPress website or a Laravel application, and actually all I need is the help with the SEO and the PPC, we say, that's fine. We can, we can do that. We will work with sites that we haven't built before. Um, However, you know, you need to bear in mind that we, we will be reviewing how these things are built in order to, to progress this for you. Most clients don't have a problem with that. In that scenario, we then have two gated products that we go through for any SEO client that we haven't worked with before. The first is the SEO health check so that we can get an understanding of what the state of this website is in its current form and the gauge as to how much work we're going to need to do technically in order to bring it up to standard. And then the second piece of work is keyword research. And that is so that we can understand the scale of the opportunity and how much more work there's going to be over there in order to get this thing, once it's cleaned up, to rank for terms that the client wants to rank for. Now, again, I will, you know, the, the, they're gated products. We do the health check first. Upon successful completion of that, we then do the keyword research. If we're happy working with the client and they're happy working with us. If not, we shake hands and walk away. That's, that's how it works. Only after the successful completion of the keyword research would we then offer a retained agreement to the client if we were happy working with them. So that's that's how, look, I mean, that, that's how I do it. That's how I coach my clients to do it. That's how I do it in my own agency in the UK. The final thing I will say about all of this is never or try to never leave a client hanging have referral partners in place and have referral partners with referral agreements in place. So I was talking about this to one of our referral partners today. If you refer a client to us and we work for them, you know, we haven't had to find them, that lead turns into a client of ours, for the first six months, we will give you a referral fee. So essentially, you can earn money from the people you're referring to free of charge. You know, if the, if you found the lead and for whatever reason they're not a good fit for you, then 
have a network of people that you can refer them on to. You probably need a network that's bigger than one because, you know, if somebody's not a good fit for you, that doesn't necessarily mean they're definitely going to be a good fit for somebody else. So you might want to have, you know, two, three, four, half a dozen maybe referral partners that maybe do slightly different things, work in different locations, have slightly different specialisms so that when a lead comes in and they, they're not a good fit for you, you can say, but actually I know two or three people over here and I'll happily make an introduction for you. So you're not stuck and uh you know but obviously th this this isn't going to work we can't deliver what it is you're looking for but i know a couple of people that might just be able to do that here's their phone numbers or their email addresses and make that intro and then you can be recompensed for finding that lead and filtering it in so that's in a nutshell how I would make sure you are easy to work with. You have that process in place. You're, you're, you are guiding the client. They don't need to know a lot about your business, but you are firm with who you work with and what you do because you only do a set, set number of things. And if it's something that you're, you don't do, well, then you can refer them on to somebody else or at least guide them into actually, you know, I can see why it is that you've got through to me, but you know what, we're not a good fit. What you're really looking for is is this type of person and push them in the right direction that way. So look, I hope you found this episode helpful. It would be great to know if this has inspired you to think about you know, what you do, who you do it for, and how you filter those people through your marketing. Uh, and if you've got any thoughts on that, feel free to jump over into our Facebook group at peteverett.com forward slash group. And if I don't see you in the group, I will see you in the next episode.